0: Hey, hey, hey. Prepare yourself to get the inside scoop on what a real working lettering artist makes for an income. If you ever wonder about the nitty-gritty details of income streams in this piece, you're in for a treat. I'm about to spill the beans on all of the different ways I make money and share how much I charge for different projects. This episode is about to give you a front row seat to the financial realities of a lettering artist business. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to another episode of Open Studio. I'm your host, Martina Flor, and in this solo show, I share strategies and tactics that you can use to build and shape your career as a lettering artist or illustrator. You know, over I've been in the business for over 13 years and uh, I have worked for all of these years as a commercial lettering designer and through also coaching hundreds of talented artists and illustrators, I've come to a very profound realization. And that is that there's a whole world of opportunities to make an income with your skills. And especially nowadays with all the amazing tools that we have access to, um, sometimes even for free, we have access to all of these tools to market ourselves and reach new audiences and and clients. Really the sky is, is really the limit. Um, And I feel that this is a very exciting time to be a creative professional and to be a solopreneur. And this is why my team and I launched something really ambitious (laughs) this week. And I want to share that with you today by putting myself also in the position of taking part of the project. Um, We essentially launched a survey um, on the business of lettering and illustration to find out and um, and gather information around how lettering artists and illustrators are making an income, right? And we, I don't only want to invite you to take part of the survey yourself, uh, but also to share the survey so that we can collect as many insights as possible and and, and get a, a realistic picture of how the business of lettering and illustration is and how other lettering artists and illustrators are making an income. So you can take the survey no matter if you're an established professional or just starting out. Um, Really your voice matters, right? So the the survey is thought for people who are just starting or perhaps uh, making lettering or illustrator illustration as a a, as a side hustle. Um, it's also thought for those that are working professionally as, um, as lettering artists or illustrators. Really we want to gather as many voices as possible from all of those that are creating lettering or illustration in some capacity, right? Uh, so I want to invite you to take the survey on martinaflor.com slash survey and in this in this episode of the podcast I'm gonna take the survey myself. So I'm gonna Walk, not. I'm going to walk you through the survey and I'm going to just take the survey myself and reveal um, all the different income streams that I have in my business, how much I charge for certain projects. So uh, it will be a little bit of a wire-ism, uh, wire uh episode. I don't know what the, what the word is, but yes, it's. It, I'm going to really um, uh, unveil everything that uh, has to do with the way I, I create or, or uh, bring income into my business. Um, I want to mention that the survey, although I'm going to do this publicly on this podcast, I want to mention that the survey is completely confidential. So the the data that you, um, that you enter in the survey and that you submit in the survey is used only for the purpose of this survey. Uh, so you can trust us with that information. We're not gonna sell it or trade it for anything else. We want to really gather as many voices from creative professionals to uh, to get a realistic picture of how the, lettering, uh, the the business of lettering and illustration is and also how you know what are the myriad of ways in which lettering artists and illustrators are making an income because it often happens that Whenever I speak to um, to someone coming uh, new into the business or someone who is starting with freelancing, um, that they they solely think of um, freelancing as a mean of working for clients, right? So they solely think of um, creating an income through uh, doing client uh, projects, right? So many people are. Um, you know, are stuck because they feel, Hey, I I don't know where to start. I don't know. You know, I don't have any clients. I don't have any connections and therefore I don't think I can make it uh, as a solopreneur, as a freelancer. Um, and actually I think this is a misconception. There's so many different ways in which you can make an income, uh, with your, with your skills, which, has nothing to do with doing client work. Of course, you can do that. You can work for clients and you can do uh, private assignments uh, for agencies and companies and brands, but you can also start your own uh, projects, right? And this is a little bit the idea of this um, of this survey, to unveil all the different ways in which um, lettering artists and illustrators are making an income. In my own experience, running my own business as a lettering artist, but also helping other lettering artists and illustrators uh, build their businesses through my coaching programs. Um, You know, I I have come to realize that there's really so many ways in which you can create an income uh, with your skills, right? And I have to, I have to be honest and say that when I came into the business, I didn't think that it was possible. That wasn't even in my, in my mind. I came into the business just focusing on getting clients and reaching out to people and getting jobs, right? Whereas you know, and and through the, the the process of building my business and creating uh, income, um, I discover or I open windows or uh, different venues of income, in which I discover. Hey, well, hey, I can you know I can offer workshops, and I am good at teaching, so I could this could potentially become a uh, an income source for my business, which which. Finally, became uh, at the end of the day, became an income source for my business. Hey, um, since I'm teaching and I know all the things about lettering, I can write a book about uh, you know how to create lettering, and this is how my uh, my book, uh, the Golden Sequence of Lettering, came to be. Because I started like experiencing with different stuff uh, within the container that is my business um, as a lettering artist and an and illustrator. Within that container, I um, I started testing different things. So, one of them was hey, I, I can launch my own series of workshops and this is how my series of workshops started uh, back then in 2010 um, and later became, to the date, one of my, or my biggest uh, source of income. Um, for my business, right? And I'm gonna tell you a little bit about my journey when it comes to the different sources of income um, that I currently have within my business as I go through the survey. Uh, but I just want to just I want to spark a little bit the curiosity in your mind. Uh, if you are thinking of going freelancer and or you're already freelancing and you're working solely for clients and you're wondering, hey, what what are the possibilities that are there out there for me? I want to spark your curiosity and start thinking like, what are the things that I could be doing? What are all the things that I could be doing with my skills, right? Uh, That are, you know, that are not necessarily client work, which you, as I said, which you could do as well. You can do client work forever. Right. Uh, but I know that there's, there's many people who are held back because they feel that, you know, reaching out to clients, connecting with people. It's just too overwhelming and they feel that they will never make it as freelancers. And I want to just open your mind in terms of like all the things that you could do with your skills as a as a lettering artist or illustrator. Uh, just so thinking about a little bit about the, the, the container that I was mentioning before and how I use the container of my business as a lettering artist as a mean of as a playground to test different things. Right? Uh, so that was one thing starting my series of workshop was one thing that later on became, um, one of the biggest sources of income in my business, but also derived in a lot of different projects, me writing books. So the golden secrets of lettering, the big leap, uh, and now I'm writing a new book. Um, these are all experiments that I have done throughout, um, the over 13 years that I have, have been doing this as a, as a freelancer, as a solopreneur. Now I I work with a team, but um, yes, these are were all different tests that I did, and I follow the lead. Right? I I I made a test. I saw. Yeah, I got feedback from that test, and then I use that information to level up the next experience. So just to give you an idea, um, the first workshop that I offer was for free. And that one experience, you know, I thought, okay, if I offer this workshop for free, um, if people come and the workshop is not good, they won't complain because it was for free. And that, that was a little bit my thinking at that time. I thought, okay, there's no risk for anyone, right? Um, and I just want to have this opportunity to test myself as a teacher, right? Um, and, and this is what I did. I offer a workshop for free. Uh, people signed up and um, they left very happy and very enlightened by, by the things that I had shared with them. And this this kind of feedback that I got from these people w- uh, was very useful for me in terms of understanding, okay, am I good at this? Is this something I could be exploring or doing? And how can I improve for the next time, right? And this is how things develop further. And and through making, through doing these different tests and leveling up on each new step, I, I gain confidence. I gain confidence in what I was sharing, in what I had to give, in my method, and um, and this is how lately I decided to write a book, because I thought, well, I'm really good at this, so um, I, let's write a book about this. I think I have a method, and this is what I did, right? So it's a lot of I always say that a creative business is a container. It's a container for your creativity, for your skills, to use your skills in service of building something that is meaningful to you, right? And has an impact in the world. Um, And all of the things that I have created throughout the the years, which have also been sources of income for my business, were also part of a bigger vision that I had um, for myself, for the things I wanted to create in this world. And this is just very exciting. And this is why I want to, um, I want to spark your, your, uh, your curiosity through this uh, podcast episode, but also through inviting you to take this survey because you will realize just by taking the survey that, there's other things that you could be doing, or you could be thinking about that you may have not thought uh, up, uh, about uh, up until now. So I want this survey um, to really spark your creativity when it comes to running your uh, your your own uh, solo uh, business or your own freelance business, right? And and we want to really collect as many uh, uh, insights as possible so that we can, when we share the results with you, which we will for sure, if you take part of the survey, we will uh, later uh, send you a report of the results. Um, yes, so we want to collect as many insights as possible so that when we share the results, you get an idea of like, oh look, look how m- how many people are, uh, how many um, lettering artists or illustrators are making income with this or that, right? So um, we want the survey not only to be insightful, but also inspirational for those that are freelancing or doing lettering or illustration as part of their services as graphic designers or those that are working as professional illustrators or lettering artists or those that are even thinking of taking that step that are now you know, at a, at a job that perhaps they don't enjoy or they dislike and they want to, they have this skill, they have this potential and they want to uh, take that leap but they are doubting and they don't know how to make a living, uh, 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 as, as lettering artists or illustrators. So I want this survey to be insightful, but also inspirational. I want to invite you and encourage you to take it. So go to martinaflor.com survey and take the survey. Um, uh, I'm going to also add it to the show notes. Please take it and share it all over the place, right? I'm counting on you to collect as many answers as possible. And now I'm going to move on to completing the survey myself. So let's do this. Um, I'm going to share the screen. So this is the survey. As I say, as I said, you go to martinaflorcom slash survey and the, sh- the survey is there. Um, I want to reiterate the fact that all your data will remain confidential and will be used only with research purposes. Okay. So, Let's do it. You click here, you go ahead. First of all, where are you located? I am located in Europe. I'm based in Berlin. And I want to um, mention that this makes a difference. I know that m- m- much of our listenership is based in the US. Uh, some of you are are based in South America. So what you need to make a living in Europe is very different from what how much you need to make a living in, in the US and even within the US uh, or Canada, you you know, on the West Coast, it's different than in, on the East Coast. So just bear in mind that I'm based in Europe um, and that some of the numbers, if you're based in the US may may seem, or in Canada may seem like very low uh, or some of the numbers, if or if you're based in, in South America, you, you may think like, well, that's, that's incredible amount of money, right? So I want to mention that Europe is somewhere in between. Uh, it's not the most expensive place to live in the world. It's not the cheapest place to live in the world. Just to give you an idea of where I'm sitting, right? So I move on. So what's your work status? I work as a lettering artist or illustrator professionally or lettering and illustration are part of my services, right? Uh, so this is my case. I work as a lettering artist uh, and illustrator professionally. Uh, other options are if you work as a or you do lettering and illustration as a side hustle, or you haven't even launched your business yet, you don't do any freelance work, right? So any of these options you can choose from, and my case is the first one, right? So I move, I click there, I work as a lettering artist or illustrator professionally, okay. For how long have you been freelancing? I am an established freelancer. I have been freelancing for 13 years. I I now have a team uh, that works with me. So um, yes, but I've been uh, a solopreneur for over 13 years, right? You can choose from that option. So I'm an established freelancer or I'm just starting out. Right? So uh, what's your average yearly income before taxes? So this is the question number four uh, and you should enter the all the numbers are or the figures are in uh, US dollars. Uh, we have added the option of I rather not share if you don't feel comfortable sharing that information it will stay confidential Anyhow, but if you don't feel comfortable sharing that information, you can choose not to share that. In my case, I'm going to choose the option uh, number five, which is over 150K a year. Uh, How many hours do you work per week? So I I revealed uh, a few podcast episodes ago that I have managed to reduce my work time to 25 hours a week, right? So I used to work long hours per week. When I just started as a as a learning artist, I used to work 40 or over 40 hours per week. And I feel that that was due to the fact that um, I didn't have any structure for my work. I didn't have any productivity um, Um, scheme that I was using. I was just doing the work and I I was enjoying so much the work I was doing that I was just working a ton, right? And I was working long hours over, you know, overnight. Um, So nowadays that I have two kids uh, and I have a family and I just have a different perspective on what I want for my life um, and my work occupies a different place that I used to, um, although it is, you know, my business is very representative of who I am. I have a big vision for for what I want to create in this world. So it is an important thing in my life. But uh, however, with the time I have come to um, to, yeah, to put things into into perspective when it comes to family, uh, work, how much that occupies in my, in my life. And, um, and also I have, you know, read a lot of books about productivity. I have found a, a rhythm for myself to work and, uh, and take care of myself, my body, my kids, my family, my relationships, and, uh, and still get the work done. Right. So, uh, in the last, in the last, um, three years, I have really worked hard into working less (laughs) and it's it's really um, a lot of work. It's really a lot of like uh, consistency at keeping your structures, uh, being consistent in what are the things that you do first in the day, where do you put your focus and I am really happy that um, I have managed to work uh, 25 hours per week and still Every time I sit down to work, I do a lot of work. I am very productive, but it, it doesn't depend anymore or my I- output doesn't depend anymore on the amount of hours that I put in per uh, week, right? So I just want to tell you that, so that, that's a little bit of an insight about this, but I'm really passionate about productivity and how many hours you work per week. And I think one of the great things about running your own business is that you can shape that. You can shape how much time you work, and especially for me now that I have two small kids, I have uh, Felix, four years old, and 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 and, and Milo, seven years old. Um, you know, it's just really important for me to have enough energy and enough time uh, just to be. With them, just to be at home, just to you know, do do my my things beyond the work that I do in my studio. Um, so yes, it's uh, uh, it's it's something I'm very passionate about because I feel that um, I wish I had seen this opportunity for me earlier. I thought that as a freelancer and as a, as I was the like the engine 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 of my business, I, I should be the person who works the most, and I was the worst boss ever. and that has changed over the years and it's something that I, I try to pass on to all of the people that I coach w- inside my coaching program. Um, I try to pass on this this understanding of your business as a place where you build your ideal lifestyle. And if that lifestyle is working 20, 25 hours per week, then find a way to make it happen. Find a way to get those jobs, work on those projects that are really uh, allowing you to work less time per week, right? Um, and allowing you, you know, build a business that is really enabling the life that you want, right? Um, so. That's it for this question. Before we go on, I want to mention that I am very, you know, I'm very insightful for each one of the questions that I'm answering. I'm, I'm going to give you a few insights, right? So the question in itself takes only from one to five minutes <laughs> to complete, but I'm, I'm just talking through every, every decision and every, um, yes, every, uh, every point of the, of the survey. So I'm going to move on. Do you do work for clients? Yes, such as one-to-one commissions, services or products to external individuals, organizations or companies in exchange for, compensations. for compensation. Yes, we do that. Um, how many client commercial projects per year do you take? Uh, we currently take uh, from five to 10 projects per year. Uh, we used to take a lot more. So in the past, and I'm gonna explain this uh, further later. Uh, in the past, we used to take, um, we used to work mainly for for clients. So we used to take more than twenty projects per year. But nowadays, we we handpick the projects that we want to take on, uh, just because we have other sources of income. Um, so yes. Um what's the highest rate you have charged for a commercial project in u s dollars so here the options are less than two thousand five hundred and then there's ranges two thousand five hundred to five thousand five thousand to to fifteen thousand uh fifteen thousand to uh sorry fifteen thousand to fifty thousand and more than fifty thousand um uh, so in my case, I'm thinking that um the highest rate we have charged for a project um, in relation to the time it took to complete, because that's also a factor. If you're charging, um, you know, more than $50,000 for a project that took two years to complete, then it just doesn't, you know, the the, the numbers don't uh, add up, right? And they don't work. But I I believe that one of the um, the the projects that we charge it the most that we charge the most for was one in the realm of the 30,000 wait I want to go back uh, in the round of the 30,000 it was a project that we did for Selena Gomez uh, so she uh, we created a, um, a a custom font for the cosmetic brand of Selena Gomez. And uh, yes, and we charge $30,000 for a, a custom font, a handwritten font. And that was um, a project that took, took us 15 days to complete, really. All in all, um, the time we invested into that project uh, was 15 days. Uh, and I want to perhaps show you what the project looks like. It was a very simple font. What well, simple? I mean, it was a, a script font. it's this one right here? Uh, it was a script font. It's actually very complex to to create. A script script fonts seem very easy to create, but um, but they have its complexity. But it was a relatively simple font font in terms of the number of glyphs it had, and uh, yes, and it was a very straightforward project. So we you can see here that the the font really uh, had a few characters, you know, and uh, it was a project that we completed in just 15 days. Everything went uh, smooth. Uh, Client was super happy and that was it. So that was the highest rate we had charged for a project, also in relation to the time it took to, to make, to be made, sorry. What's the lowest rate you have charged for a commercial project in US dollars? So, the lowest rate and with this I want to I want to tell you a story. The lowest rate I have charged for a commercial project uh, is not necessarily the lowest rate, but it's the project that was most, most costly, but that I charge very few for. Uh, I hope that makes sense. So I have charged, um, I, I was contacted once in the beginning of my career as a lettering artist. Uh, I was contacted by an agency in the uh, in the UK. And they asked me to help them uh, reshape their logotype. Uh, not their logotype, but the logotype of a client. Um, so I'm just moving through my portfolio. Um, yes. And and they, uh, they asked me to help them uh, sort of uh, freshen up or modernized the shapes of a logotype that uh, they were um, of a client of, of theirs. And at that time I said, okay, well, I mean, doing this will take me really a day or half a day. And I remember that I charge. Um, so let me just click on the project and show you how that looks like. Um, I remember that I, uh, I charge, I think for this project, I charge, uh, 500 euros at the time, so that would be around 600 dollars, 700 dollars, and they they gave me so they gave me the old logotype. I reshaped, I I, I simplified some of the shapes, I improved the drawing, and uh, unfortunately, I don't have the old version of the logo type here to to show you what what were the changes that I that I did back at that time, but I thought it didn't take me much time. For me, it was like a no brainer and it was really easy to make. Um, And, and this is, yeah, at that time I charge, I just charge an hourly rate for creating that thing for them. Right. And the thing is that later on, um, I realized that the, the agency launch a, or relaunched the brand with the redesign. And they, they reprinted all of the packaging of that client and they, they, they really relaunched the, the brand with a, with a new fresh look using the logotype that I had created for just $500, right? So if you look at the uh, entire campaign they had done back then, they really invested millions into this is lamb Weston is a uh, is a very well known um a brand in the uk um yes and they they just relaunched their brand using the logo type that i had charged only 500 euros for right so this uh, i don't want to go deep into um you know pricing and and uh uh, yes, and, and, and what you just should charge and the rights and understanding the project. Um, yes, but if I have to think of the lowest rate I have ever charged was for this logo type, which if I would have been conscious of the project I was helping with, I would have charged tens of thousands of dollars for a project like this, right? So, um, yes, at that time I charged uh, 500 uh, euros, I, I will use this range of 200 to 500 uh, euros, dollars, sorry. Now, you're going to go through a series of type uh, types of client assignments. If you don't do this kind of work, simply choose the corresponding option. So, in the survey we show different uh, or the most common uh, client assignments and uh, we invite you to let us know how much you charge eventually for this kind of um, uh, commissions, right? So, how much do you usually charge for an editorial illustration commission? Um, so, illustra- illu- editorial illustration is has a big range, you know, depending on the magazine, um, they can pay less than a thousand dollars, they can pay sometimes uh, five thousand dollars for a series of illustrations, for an article or or so. Uh, In my case, I don't take, at the moment, I don't take any assignment that is less than uh, $3,000. And uh, yes, so I would say that at the moment, this is what I'm charging, no matter what. uh, And specifically for editorial illustrations, they may not um, decide to work with me at the moment. So how much do you usually charge for a mural design commission? I don't do murals other than the one I have in my own studio. And I'm just, for those that are watching on YouTube, I'm just looking at at it right now. I have a huge ampersand uh, on the wall, uh, which I created here with, uh, with Elias, my senior designer and myself. For advertising, um, I haven't done any specific advertisement campaign. I have done uh, more perhaps packaging. Um, Well, I've done advertisement campaigns, actually, but I have done like packaging that was used also, you know, of course, on on billboards, on the street and stuff. So just looking at what I have in my portfolio, I could mention right now. This was an advertisement campaign. I believe this was a local advertisement campaign for the UK, and there was somewhere in the room of the tens or twenty thousand. And when I think of this uh, Christmas messages for M M&M, and M uh they were you know they were actually packaging design, but they were um, more uh you know they were also used in advertising so and for that project they paid uh eight thousand per packaging and there was a, it was a series of packaging so uh, I believe then I can be somewhere in the room of the twenty thousand to fifty thousand. Uh, how much do you usually charge for a logotype branding packaging commission? Uh, so that ranges. If I'm doing a logotype for a, for a local business, um, it will be somewhere around 5,000 to 20,000. If I'm working for uh, perhaps a startup or yeah, a, a redesign or a multinational, then it will be in the room of 20,000 to 50,000. Uh, how much do you usually charge for a book cover commission? So, as I said before, my minimum is three thousand, and that also applies to book covers commissions. Um, so, if if there's a book cover commission coming my way, there would be, you um, will have to pay more than three thousand. And I and I tell you why. I think that at this stage of of my business, this makes sense to me. And and I know th- this didn't make sense to me ten years ago. Ten years ago, I would have I would have been able to to take an assignment for uh, for less or uh, have the freedom to just do things for for fun, right? But right now, the way my my business is structured and the people I work with, and also um, kind of like the the vision I have for. For, for the business, you know, right now the, the business I have is is a bigger than me. It's, it's not myself sitting at the desk working on my artwork. Uh, it involves other people. It involves other projects. It involves a community of students that we are responsible for and that we nurture every day. So there's other things that are very important to me, and this is why um, and also in relation to, you know, my time and the time I want to work. So I have with the time um, upgraded uh, or come to the point where I only accept assignments that go beyond a certain or above a certain uh, a certain number because um, also the administrative work that goes behind managing the project, uh, invoicing, reading the contracts and all of that, it is also a lot of work. So for me, uh, putting all that those things in motion for less than $3,000 doesn't pay, um, pay out uh, necessarily. At this point of my business, as I said, I want to reiterate this. This may not make sense for you if you're just starting, or if you're alone in your business or depending on where you're located, there's a lot of things that influence your pricing. So, um, do you have other sources of income? Uh, yes, I do. I have all of this. Um, so I have, there, there's a few options in the survey. Uh, there's shop collaboration, influencer projects, teaching artwork licensing, book royalties speaking, other sources of income. I don't have additional sources of income besides client client work. So in my case, I have, I used to have a shop. I don't have the shop anymore. Uh, I have collaboration in first projects, very few of those. Uh, Teaching uh, is a big part of my income. Artwork licensing, which eventually comes if a client wants to renew the licensee for a certain project. Book royalties, speaking, uh, those are my sources of income. Uh, Give us more detail about your main income stream as a lettering artist or illustrator. Uh, So, um, teaching and coaching. Uh, on my online academy. So in the last years, I I I, um, I founded an online academy, and uh, this has become my main uh, source of income. So next, and we are almost there. Which of your income stream be- brings more revenue to your business? And you can there's different income streams and you can organize them in order of importance from the first one to the, the last one. Right? In my case, teaching has become uh, the main source of income. This relationship was inverted before. Actually, it was like this before. Before I used to do uh, client commercial projects, then my online shop would be a big part of my, or a big chunk of my income. And then teaching will be like a side project and then other things like speaking and stuff. But in my case right now, um, in the last three years, teaching has become my, my main uh, source of income. As I said, client works, uh, client work, we only take a few projects uh, and uh, my shop is not there anymore. So there's no income coming from that project. Uh, let me see, artwork licensing, book royalties will be the third one, uh, collaboration influencer projects, um, which eventually happens, speaking and artwork licensing, and then other sources of income and shop. So, First one teaching, second client and commercial projects, three book royalties, four collaboration influencer projects, five speaking, six artwork licenses, seven other sources of income, eight shop. How happy are you with how much you charge for your projects? I am happy with how much I'm charging. Oh, sorry. For those that are listening. So number A, or A is I feel I'm undercharging. B is I'm okay, but I could charge more. Uh, C, I'm happy with how much I'm charging and I'm choosing that option. Uh, what is a big tip or some words of encouragement you will tell an aspiring artist that is thinking of making the leap into freelancing? I would say, I would say you don't know until you try, right? And also building, as I mentioned before, building something that is yours and carries your mark is one of the most fulfilling things you can do. Fulfilling, let me see, correct. good. Okay, so I am done, so my name is, my email is studio at martinaflora.com. Okay. And my name is Martina, and I'm submitting. So once you submit the survey, we will uh, stay in touch and we will send you the results of this survey. Um, I hope that me taking this survey will encourage you to take it yourself. As I said, this survey is relevant for you. If you are thinking of going freelance, if you are thinking of monetizing your skills, if you're already freelancing and you're wondering, Hey, what's next for me? I think this, this survey will be not only, um, important for you to take in terms of, uh, you know, participating in the conversation, but also in terms of gaining inspiration of what are the things that you could do um, uh, with your skills as a learning artist or illustrator. So again, go to martinlafloro.com slash survey to take the survey today, and please share it with everyone else who is out there doing illustration or lettering. We want to gather as many voices as possible and we count on you to do this. Uh, the survey is going to be open until Sunday, 28th of May. So, you have time to take it until then. I recommend you to do it now because, you know, life gets in the way and um, and other things um, distract us. So, go ahead. Go to slash survey and take the survey today. I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode of Open Studio. See you on the next show. Bye-bye. So, this is it. I hope you loved this episode. You can find me, the host of the show, on social networks at Martina on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have a question or comments, go to martinaflorcom slash podcast, where you can see previous episodes, find show notes, and send voice memos with your comments and questions. You can also watch these episodes on YouTube. Just go to martinaflorcom slash YouTube to find them. You can, of course, Learning and mastering hand lettering can be incredibly overwhelming and frustrating. However, a proven framework can help you see real progress, populate a portfolio with standout work, attract paid assignments, and become your source of income. Sign up for my upcoming free masterclass called A Roadmap to Master the Art of Hand Lettering and Unlock Your Full Potential as an Artist. Hear what previous students have said about it. Hi, my name is Jorgen and I'm a lettering artist from the Netherlands. I always thought I knew about letter forms and how to create them, but somehow, whenever my lettering was off, I never quite knew what it was or how to correct it. I now feel a lot more confident in my lettering and I know what to look for. I know how to correct my own mistakes and that's amazing. Sign up now through the link in the description of the episode. I'll see you there.